you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 14. So the big question is this, how do parents like us know that we aren't messing up the biggest role of our lives, especially when we happen to have a strong-willed child that's constantly pushing our buttons? We've all heard that kids don't come with a manual, so how can we know for sure that we're saying the right things or that we're getting this parenting thing right? Well, on this podcast for parents of toddlers to teens, we'll be giving you real tools you can use right away so that your kids will feel like they can talk to you about absolutely anything and everything. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Hey, I am Randy Rubenstein with the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, and I have the beautiful Gabby Gerhart with me today and um, she owns the Motherhood Center in Houston and so I'm just going to kick it off with reading Mm -hmm. your bio. Sure. Gabriella Gerhardt is the founder of the Motherhood Center. She established this haven for mothers in 2003, turning a lifelong dream into a reality. She discovered her passion for babies and childcare early. She was only four years old when her sister was born. I was six. My -hmm. sister was my first baby, too. Mm -hmm. And she treasured her role as little mommy. Today, Gabriella touches the lives of thousands of infants, parents, and families throughout the Motherhood Center, through the Motherhood Center. Gabriella was born and raised in the small mountain village of? Jablunkov, Czechoslovakia. Yeah. I was like, I'm not even going to try and pronounce (laughs) that. She values her hometown's warm and nurturing environment, an environment she ensures at the Motherhood Center. I was wondering what the roots were. Mm -hmm. She received degrees in pediatric nursing and physical therapy. In 1999, Gabriella accepted a position in Houston to help an American couple care for their premature baby. While in Houston, she fell in love with the opportunities, her life, and the man who is now her husband. 19 years. 19 years. But what I'm really curious about is I know I was following the Motherhood Center for a long time before we met. And back in the day, 1999, when you came here, so I had my first baby in 1998, Mm -hmm. I remember like breastfeeding was hard and there was one, Sandy Mm -hmm. was at women's work, the original women's work. And, um, and I remember I got home from the hospital, the lactation consultants in the hospital were like no help whatsoever. You know, most of the moms in the older generation hadn't, they hadn't really breastfed. So they didn't. They would get injection to stop lactating. Yes. Yeah. So they didn't, they were like, I mean, so the first night home from the hospital, my mom, my mom who did actually nurse my younger sister, but my mom was like, he's hungry. Give him a bottle. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, no, I want to give them, like, I remember she didn't know how to help me. Mm -hmm. And so I remember like my husband went and got the pump from Sandy Mm -hmm. and he came home and he was trying to show me how to use it. And I remember he was like using like male language. He was like, just tweak your nipple. And I was like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. I don't even know what that (laughs) means. So then I had this baby that cried all the time and startled all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's why I started reading and I was on a hunt because the you wasn't here yet. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I got to figure this stuff out. And then I, he would not cry when I would wear him in a baby Bjorn. So I did mm-hmm. the baby wearing, but I was almost like, like, I, like people thought, I think like I was a little bit, not weird, but I was kind of crunchy, mm-hmm. you know, because I was like just in kind of this mainstream community, but I was nursing my baby. I was wearing my baby. And I remember I went, when he was six months old, I went to California and I was like at this Starbucks. It wasn't even like a cool, crunchy California place. It was a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And there was just a bunch of moms that looked kind of like me, like maybe a nice purse, but you know, but mm-hmm. like also might be wearing Birkenstocks, mm-hmm. but also like are wearing some makeup, you know, so mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. in the middle of the road. And they were all sitting there and they were like all nursing their babies and, I was like, gosh, we don't have anything. The vibe in Houston, the culture in Houston is so different than this. Even though I think, so I think a lot of the reason it has shifted is honestly, I think it's what you brought here with the Motherhood Center. Like Mm -hmm. it has literally changed the culture. Like, do you Mm -hmm. realize that you have had that much of an impact? Feeling very flattered right now because when I'm kind of listening to that, so I've been in the business almost 20 years. Right. And so for two decades, you can kind of see the transition. And I, I, I can feel the transition mm-hmm. from when I started, when I was working as a baby nurse, postpartum doula, and kind of how everything just kind of evolved and progressed. Even just 20 years ago, mm-hmm. there were no any maternity clothes. Right. It was not in. Right. You know, now pregnancy is trendy. Right. Breastfeeding right. is trend. You know, it's like it's really a trend. Please, and, I have a bunch of moms in my mastermind. Mm-hmm. They like eat their placenta. Like they've mm-hmm. taken it to oh, yeah. a whole new <laughs> level. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't even, I don't even know if I want to know the details mm-hmm. of that. But mm-hmm. they've taken it to a whole. So new- yeah, so there's definitely kind of very big kind of a transition, and we had over twenty thousand clients. So as you are kind of describing that, there was probably a little. You know, I don't want to credit just us, but it's you know, it I- might be kind of a some kind of a movement we, we triggered or I mean, just allowed. Let's just say this. Happen. As women, we don't want to like take credit. Yesterday, one of my friends saw me and she's like, you look so pretty. And you know what I did? I was like, oh, don't look too close. I have some weird like skin thing mm-hmm. that's breaking out. It's like, And she's like, I didn't even notice it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like, I had to point that out. Sure. So, but I do think that this is the thing. It's like, you do represent a movement here. So you brought something here. You came as an au pair mm-hmm. and you had this passion for, did you have the passion for helping moms or did you have the passion for the babies or what was it? So when I was having my little sister and so whenever we were playing, my role was I was the pregnant so I literally, I, and I still have this scarf here. You know, I put my hair, I had like mm-hmm. a long scarf hair and I was just kind of fluffing it like that. And I would be walking around wobbling. Uh-uh. So I was, my my 
you know role was on the pregnant uh-huh. and so and you know of course i love babies at, at that point you know mm-hmm. i had my little sister and um we had these dolls um we still have them they were like this size and two dolls and so we were always playing with them and so kind of naturally and and living in the small town and kind of a you you do have kind of a internalized and, and, and I'm very close with my family and, mm-hmm. and my family members. And um, and so something kind of naturally was kind of sparking inside. And um, so when it was time to decide what I'm going to do, and at that point in Czech Republic, the educational system was a little different. So basically at age 14, I had to decide who I wanted to be. Wow. And so I wanted to be pediatric nurse. Mm. And so I went to a boarding school at age 15 and started my path of pediatric nursing. And so from then on, of course, it just kind of the desire and passion grew. And um, I attended a birth, um, you know, through the nursing school. And of course, you know, tears rolling down my eyes and, you know, my face. And so there was just kind of things which were not, they just kind of happen and it started kind of shaping. And so did you, you like, was there a, a love for like was it like the 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 miracle of the baby was it the whole process can you pinpoint kind of what it was that I think it was just kind of the the whole the whole process Mm -hmm. the whole experience Mm -hmm. you know it's um because that's what it is I mean motherhood parenthood childhood it's 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 a complex thing and Mm -hmm. so it might not be necessarily like one thing or another it's just kind of the, the the feeling of it and so I think that's just kind of but what I want to know what, um, like, what intrigues you the mm-hmm. most? Is it, do you think it was from when you were a little girl and like you were old enough to see your mother pregnant mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she gave birth, you, mm-hmm. were, you were old enough that she gave birth to this little tiny person mm-hmm. and it's almost like she, and I felt, and I'm projecting here, but I felt like this because I was almost six when my sister was Mm -hmm. born it was almost like I felt like she was like giving me like a real life baby alive doll Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. like do you think that that whole process of like something in your mind as a child was like you watched your mom go through pregnancy Mm -hmm. and then the fruits of all of that was this precious little baby or see I don't remember even my mom being pregnant Mm -hmm. you know my my but your subconscious somewhere you know I never thought about really honestly uh-huh. I never thought about these things my memories are just kind of and like the bio it's like really being mommy and it was my mom went um, back to work pretty soon after my sister was born and uh, and so we were staying with my uh, grandma and so I had to kind of like assume kind of the mommy role and and I was the one who you know told my sister okay you need to get dressed you know I'm going to my first grade and you are going to a daycare you know, and my sister, of course, would be, you know, throwing fits and, you know, it's like, I don't want to wear this. And um, now she's had payback. She has a did, you do, did you do two positive choices? You can wear this? Uh, no, you? Yeah. no, yeah, no, it was like this one. <laughs> and, and she always kind of did uh, her thing. And so it literally, I would, and from small town, so we could walk, you know, anywhere. And so I would walk her to her daycare, drop her off. And after that, I would go to my, you know, first grade. And so, um, so those are kind of the memories of like caring for my sister and, and, you know, and, and we are, I can just start like crying right now. We mm. are just so deeply connected. And she I think was, it's, yeah, like you know, first and so, baby. And I think it's so interesting how you role played. Mm-hmm 
the pregnancy part. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, like, like, isn't that so cool how, because I talk about this um, a lot with like the people that I teach in the first seven years of life, mm -hmm. like, your subconscious brain is imprinted. Mm -hmm. So your first seven years of life, when your subconscious brain was being imprinted, it was imprinted with motherhood. Mm -hmm. It was imprinted with this miracle of life and your mother basically handing you this live, beautiful, mm -hmm. you know, younger mm -hmm. sister. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you, when you were, you were still in your magical thinking stage, so you're playing and you're role playing and you're the pregnant woman. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward, you were in, you know, now you're in America mm -hmm married to Gary, you know, yeah, yeah. and it's a whole different life, but yet you have created this beautiful life and this business that's helping so many people. You're mm -hmm. really in service, but it's all connected to those early roots. Mm -hmm. Like how, how cool is that? I guess I never like really thought about it. And, and now I need to probably talk to my mom a little bit more about the first few years you know when my sister was born and she did have um some some health issues too so so there was a like the whole family the whole village was uh very zoned in on my sister and and her getting better and so that could probably kind of trigger that too that interesting thing is is that it was a gift like I tell people mm -hmm. all the time like if you allow your kids to step up to the plate and to be to help, mm -hmm. to help, whether it's helping, you know, people are like, Oh, when do we have them start doing chores and how much do we pay them and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the point of it all is like, we're a family, we're a unit, we're a team. And just like on a soccer team, you don't want it two goalies. You want, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know all the soccer positions, <laughs> sports. you want everybody bringing their different skill sets and, mm -hmm. and every, and when you feel like a valuable member of your team, like there's nothing like it. So when we allow our kids to step up, like even right now, um, you know, I went from stay at home mom and now my daughter, she would say, I have a working mom, even though I'm there a lot of times in the afternoon, there are some days that I'm not. Mm -hmm. And most days she takes her brother to and from school and, um, and she'll say, I have a working mom. And, um, she like yesterday I had meetings in the afternoon and I was like, you know, Corey's got his final baseball game and this, that, and the other, I got this meeting and she's like, I got it. I got it. Mm -hmm. She's proud of that. You know, when I ask her when I, you know, to step up to the plate, she feels so proud. When it's so empowering, mm -hmm. just like when you tell your children set the table, like, yeah. yeah, you can do that and you can do that in, you know, one tenth of the time, you know, right. what they can do, but if you let them set it up, there's this whole new appreciation and this kind of sense of reward and they can kind of style it however they want to. I mean, right. sometimes we do kind of like feel like we just, oh, I will just do it. Because it's faster, because it's, it's easier you know, and right. But you are taking away the, 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 the opportunities to for them to learn and to, to feel good and, um, you know. Right. Like think about your little first grade self dropping her at daycare, doing it. Like could your mom have put her diaper on better, dressed her maybe better, um, and done all those things, mm -hmm. you know, well, yeah, you were like seven, six or seven, you know, mm -hmm. but 
at the end of the day, like the family needed to do what it needed to do mm -hmm. and it all worked out and it was all good enough. And you got to experience so much value and being so helpful mm -hmm. at that young age. Like it's totally, it's, it's just, I don't know, something about that is mm -hmm. so curious to me. And when the motherhood center popped up and I started hearing about it, I remember just even like, I had never even heard the term doula. Mm -hmm. Like all I knew was that when you had a baby, if you want, if you wanted some support, then you hired one of those, one of the old school baby nurses. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was like, well, I don't, I, you know, I had been over at somebody's house who had an old school baby and she was like mm -hmm. 90 and she was, she, and I was like, I'm not going to let somebody like that mm -hmm. hold my baby. Mm -hmm. And then somebody had told me, they're like, no, there's this new place and they have these people that help you they're called doulas and like mine she was like interacting with my younger kids they're in love with her she helped me with the laundry like mm -hmm. like tell me the philosophy a little bit around like mm -hmm. the doula the whole you know the just just the movement of doulas or mm -hmm. what does doula really mean what does it stand for so um if you would ask multiple people they might give you a little different answer and and you know and so Kind of I consider put, yeah. you the authority okay. in these parts. Well, I appreciate it. Okay. So, um, so I, so my first kind of um, role or position here before I even started the motherhood center was baby nurse because that was the only term. Right. So I was not the ninety-year-old uh, baby nurse, but I was, you know, somebody who had a pediatric background, and um, and so I basically um, got a phone call from friend of a friend or my husband actually got a phone call from friend of a friend we just got home we have this baby they have no idea what to do and we've heard that your wife works with babies can she come help us at that point i didn't know the term baby nurse yet and um, did and you know the term doula no no okay and so i'm like sure I, I, mean, I love babies i'm very comfortable well let me you know go help them and so i was there for about 10 days and uh, mainly kind of at night you know sometimes some days during the day and and so they're like oh wow you just you know i mean they were just so grateful and so thankful and um and so i was able to kind of help them with some routines helping the mom with breastfeeding mm. you know allowing her to take naps you know i did little dishes you know Heaven. maybe make a little snack for her while she's nursing you know rubbing her feet you know rubbing her shoulders whatever kind of Can you guys imagine <laughs> makes her kind of mm -hmm. you know comfortable and so the next thing um i get another phone call another phone call another phone call and so people are referring to mm -hmm. me as a baby nurse I'm like so what is really baby nurse and so i kind of start exploring a little bit more mm -hmm. and learning that people would be flying to Houston, these women, baby nurses from out of, uh, yes. out of state. Yes. A lot yes. of New York. Yes. Uh, I had Oklahoma. a friend who brought, yes. yes and yes. so because these women were flown in, they had to be on 24 hour basis. Mm -hmm. Well, I lived in Houston. And so whenever I would um, share with the family, because they would first assume, you know, if you're a baby nurse, you're on 24 hour basis. And I said, well, I can just come at night. Mm -hmm. you don't really need me during the day mm -hmm. or I could just come during the, and they're like oh that would be fabulous because yeah I really don't need you during the daytime mm -hmm. and so I start uh, doing that and that was really kind of a new for, for Houston mm -hmm. and so um, two three years late uh, I guess two three years into it that was the term doula mm -hmm. and so what it is it's a really Greek word mm -hmm. and it's a mother 
uh, it's a mothering the mother, mother. Mm -hmm. you know and so um, so that was really kind of a, at the beginnings and initially the 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 word doula was a lot of times associated with labor mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and although I do love labor and kind of the, the childbearing mm -hmm. um, years my passion is pregnancy and the postpartum period mm -hmm. and the babies and um, so I would not kind of like if somebody said oh do you want to come labor with me I'm like uh that yeah. was it's like it was, like was, sleep coaching mm -hmm. for me. I'm like I know how to sleep train, but I don't really yeah. want to. Yeah, and so you know, and so um, so I start kind of exploring that a little bit more. And uh, there were a couple of trainings, one in Oregon, one in San Antonio, and so I entered this postpartum doula training. Mm. And so, but at that point, I already start uh, training other women and just kind of um, passing on my knowledge to, mm -hmm. to other women and uh, the, what worked for me, and not only just for me, but what worked for my clients. And I kind of start passing that information. And so we kind of start forming a group and, you know, and so we start getting contacts uh, from other clients. And, and so really before even the Motherhood Center was formed in 2003, I had another company which uh, was called Loving Infant Care. Mm. And so that was really all about, you know, baby nurses, postpartum doulas. And that kind of evolved uh, into the Motherhood Center because I felt like there was that need and what start happening is so I would be with the mom and, and her family for a week or two or a month or however long and whenever the assignment was over the moms would be like what are we supposed to do now oh, so the motherhood center is the aftercare mm -hmm. and uh, it's and, like the pre-care and the aftercare so yeah and okay. so that kind of that's how it really evolved so you know two three times I said well there is some place for you to go I didn't know you know, it's just they um, wanted a community center mm -hmm. like that was going to support. It's just like what are we? Yeah, mm -hmm. you you gave us all these. You know, the first few days or first few you know couple of weeks, and uh, so what do we do now? And so when I started realizing there is nothing else, mm -hmm. so I'm like, hmm, let me see what you know. And so the ideas kind of start brewing, and um, and so that's really kind of how the idea of the motherhood center really kind of more of a holistic support mm -hmm. um, before and after and before, during and after in a way. Um, and so that's how the Motherhood Center was created. That's so interesting. A lot of what I do is building the community that I always wanted, mm -hmm. especially when I had younger kids, um, but who I've always wanted. You know, I just, I just remember feeling like, I don't know, going for, coffee and this mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that like I wasn't finding my place that felt right and now it's like I am literally building the community that I wish had existed when I had younger kids so you really built you knew that you saw a need and then you were like and like these people are falling in love with me and I'm falling in love with them and they're like don't leave us hanging. We mm -hmm. want more support. So mm -hmm. you really built, you've built a community, a mm -hmm. community of 20,000 mm -hmm. over, yeah. over 20,000. Mm -hmm. Hey, like that's big. I mean, do you know that, did you feel driven by people need this and I know I can help them? Or did you feel, was there an entrepreneurial spirit within you or both? Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a collaboration of both. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if you would ask me what are your passions, I would say, you know, pregnancy, babies, motherhood is one passion and business. I mm -hmm. just love, I love business. Mm -hmm. I just, so internally, yes, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and, uh, and it comes from kind of the, my grand, 
grandparents' side, um, mm-hmm. you know, where they were entrepreneurial, and um, it got shut down during communism, and so, you know, so that kind of, like, so nobody really talked about it, mm-hmm. you know, and so now it's, but me being in America, I had the opportunity to kind of, you know, let it, let it shine, I guess, you know, and so, uh, so I do love, I do love business, and so, and that's kind of the unique part of the motherhood center too just like you said in earlier you had to learn you had the knowledge but you had to learn to mm-hmm. be a business person mm-hmm. and so the motherhood center too if i'm not a business person motherhood center would not exist right because it would you know it right needs to, it needs to support itself it right. needs to be a, a, a business and so although i do have this nurturing and caring side to me and mm-hmm. and uh and i'm and i love I mean, I love what I do, but I have to have kind of the realistic and business side to it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Right. No, I 100% get that. And mm-hmm. when I try to get parents to look at the challenges with their kids in the same way, and I would say like my advanced students, they do, where I'm like, every t- I just did a triggers workshop today. And I'm like, every time your child shows up with a certain behavior and you, we want it, we're like, how can I get them to stop? How can I get them to do what mm-hmm, I want? Mm-hmm. And if you really look into that and you realize getting someone to do something is all about control. Mm-hmm. So instead it's an invitation to get curious as what's coming up for me. Why am I so triggered? Like kids fight, they bite each other when they're mm-hmm. two and four. Like mm-hmm. they, they do this stuff. Like why am I getting so bent out of shape and acting like a lunatic? What's mm-hmm. coming up for me here? And so it's like this curiosity to try to figure out like what is it that's making me? And so I just think mm-hmm. anytime we're faced with a challenge, it's kind of cool to get curious mm-hmm. about our mm-hmm. own, what's going on in our own brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? When running business, you have challenges all the time. You just never know what's going to show up for you that day. You know, if it's the phone system goes down and nobody can reach you or, you know, a client comes in and and she has a meltdown and, and, you know, you stop everything and just be there for her to support her, you know, and so. Right. Like, how do you face the challenge? How do you meet it? You face yourself over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. And I, yeah, I agree. It's always like a chance to go, hmm wow, why did that just make me so crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'll say, like, I just named a trigger. Nobody puts Randy in a corner, like from Dirty Dancing, nobody mm-hmm. puts Baby in a corner. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I do this whole like process. And then I'm like, and now it's like every time I have that certain sensation, I feel that sensation in my body. And then my brain goes, oh, here's the nobody puts Randy in a corner trigger. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember because I went through this exercise and I know where the roots of it are. Mm-hmm. And I can quickly kind of snap myself out mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. don't know. It's just, it's, it's cool. I just think your story, what you stand for, what you've brought to this community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's so easy for, for women to say like, like, how, how am I going to do that? Or what's the, what kind of difference can one person make, mm-hmm. you know? And like, just to like, look at you, like you came here as an au pair, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you had, you know, you grew up in a totally different environment. And yet 20 years later, you've managed to create this amazing business that really all traces back to the roots that happened during your first seven years of life. Mm -hmm. Like it's like you're 
an example for other women of what is possible. Mm-hmm. And you also, I also think it's kind of, I asked you before we started, like, do you, if you had any kids and you told me that you had two step kids and, but no biological children of your own. Mm-hmm. And what was my brain was going to a place. I kind of was thinking of like Oprah mm-hmm. and I was like, it's so interesting to me because I kind of feel like people in a position of truly nurturing and mothering so mm-hmm. many other women that maybe it's like you only have so I say this all the time. I only have so much bandwidth here. Like mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. remember what light switch goes with what light. My mm-hmm. husband gets mm-hmm. crazy every mm-hmm. night. He's like, mm-hmm. we lived here for 10 years. How have you not memorized? Like you, re- you learn all these things. Mm-hmm. You teach all these. I'm like, I don't know. The bandwidth is done. Like I only have mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, you have this passion for mothering Mm -hmm. and you're mothering all these other mothers, the same thing like with Oprah. And I'm thinking it's, it's almost like, you know, if you had had biological children of your own, would you be able to have created all of this Mm -hmm. and be helping so many people? Or would you be honed in and focused on the people Mm -hmm. that, you know, belong to you that matter, obviously the most in the world. Mm -hmm. Like it's Mm -hmm. almost like everybody gets to be your children in Mm -hmm. a way. Yeah. Of course we had mother's day this, this past weekend. And so it's kind of a, you know, there's emotions, you know, it it Mm -hmm. triggers all kinds of emotions. And, um, and I had a few messages, um, from, from friends and and clients where they said, uh, you know, happy mother's day to the mother of all mothers. Yes. You know, and then that was, and that was just very kind of, uh, I'm tearing up here now, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just very, very touchy. And, um, and I did want to kind of follow up on, on, um, kind of how important the first seven years of child's life and, Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, and that's one of the, I was just telling that to somebody yesterday, we, I feel like we as the Motherhood Center and all of our staff, we have such an um, honor and privilege to be there mm. when the foundation of a family is being formed. So true. And it's so critical how the woman is being cared mm. for, you know, how she's processing things, what triggers her, what's mm. not, what, you know, makes her happy, and uh, and how to make the transition for her from you know, really not from even like into the motherhood mm-hmm. and, and really motherhood and fatherhood. Um, but it's really how to make that transition for them as easy as possible because it is, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I mean, on, on so many different levels. And so for us to be there and it's, you know, with our baby nurses or postpartum doulas, we are there the, the first hours, you know, when the baby is born and, uh, and the parents are kind of mimicking us mm-hmm. the, the way, because they don't know. And you bring that do- calm, beautiful energy. And so for people who are in this brand new transition in life, mm-hmm. like you're entering into a new part of your identity, mm-hmm. you've never been a parent before. Mm-hmm. You've never mm-hmm. had like this person is a wholly reliant on Completely. me, right? Like mm-hmm. they will die if mm-hmm. I don't care for their every mm-hmm. need. Mm-hmm. And so like, it is huge. And there's so many layers to motherhood specifically, parenthood, but more motherhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, men just have it easier in life. They just mm-hmm. do, you know? We women, we bring a lot mm-hmm. to this motherhood piece. Mm-hmm. We're all secretly worried, am I doing it right? Am I screwing it up? this is like the biggest role ever. What if I'm not mm-hmm, doing it mm-hmm. right? What if they're doing it better than I do? Do they look like they're doing it better? So there's mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. this kind of negative inner dialogue. Plus you have women that, I mean, 
they say it's like we have a not enough epidemic going on so mm -hmm. there's this negative inner dialogue and now on top of it you have to get used to this new huge role mm -hmm. there's so much there's so much involved so like to provide that kind of calm nurturing mm -hmm. energy to this very scary transitional time and then aftercare community with mm -hmm. baby classes and i mean you guys mm -hmm. do like like all yoga mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and lots of different things mm -hmm. i mean are there like lifelong friendships that are being formed oh, between yeah. the mommies mm -hmm. i went to a luncheon and i i hear those stories all the time but uh this last week uh two of our clients were uh co-chairing an event and it was for um family adoption uh, center and and so they um i was invited as a guest and um and 20 of the ladies there they were all motherhood center clients and they met each other at the motherhood center if it was either prenatal yoga or mom and baby or in our mom's talk mm -hmm. and they created these bonds and their children are now 10 years old mm -hmm. and so they are for life mm -hmm. for life the children go to the same school i mean they and that's kind of where going back to you know where i grew up it's really kind of recreating the village mm -hmm. and uh, and we do have so many of our clients are i mean houston being such a transient city and, mm -hmm. and, and international so these clients are having babies without a family foundation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it's just them you know her and her husband and the trickle and, um, think about the mm -hmm. trickle down effect too mm -hmm. like you're affecting all of these people and like at a, this this stage of life where you're in this new transition you're also like so after you have the baby then you'll come in for baby yoga so from mm -hmm. the very beginning mm -hmm. you're bringing the breath mm -hmm. okay you're bringing the breath into these women's lives again and again they're making friendships they're forming community mm -hmm. they're not having to feel isolated and all alone yeah. mm -hmm. and then they're going and their kid starts preschool somewhere and then elementary school and they're like huh i create community like like they're going to bring that community that sense of community that they learned at the motherhood center mm -hmm. with them and all these other walks mm -hmm. of life mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. like all the mommy competition and just the bs that's mm -hmm. out there i kind of feel like maybe everyone you affect on a deep level mm -hmm. they then take that and then they you know they spread it forward too mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like how many you're affecting way more than twenty thousand mm -hmm, plus mm -hmm. you know um there was a lady i met her about a year ago and she said you know i never been to the motherhood center but when it's two o'clock in the morning and i'm just nursing my child i'm just kind of overwhelmed i just go to your website mm -hmm. you know so who knows you know thousands you know more just beyond uh, beyond kind of the, the physical clients which came to the motherhood center um, and it's you know it's and it's not just me i mean I'm, i am very selective who is on our team and um and you know anybody who is part of the motherhood center has to go through an interview with me and, and working with me and and so um they are kind of the extensions of the motherhood center and, and extensions of me too mm -hmm. and um so um and i do it's like because I'm kind of going through a little transition in my life, just kind of, you know, coming to myself a little mm -hmm. and uh, kind of who I am as a woman. And, um, and uh, there is this kind of a part of me that I do have this kind of a feeling that um, because of what we've done, um, we have really impacted so many families mm -hmm. um, and, and, and their lives and kind of their foundations. And like you said, you know, them being able to kind of carry it on and 
all the clients I worked with, you know, we became friends and, um, and, it, and I see how they are raising their children mm. and, and the quality of people they are mm -hmm. and the quality of children they have now. Because, I mean, some of our clients, some of my babies are now 18 years old. So they have deep voices, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, and of course, the mom's like, oh, she was changing your diaper. It's like, uh, yeah, he doesn't want to hear that right now. <laughs> you know, but it's, it really is kind of a, you know, so who knows, in, in a few years, people will be going completely for full circle, you know, where our babies are going to have babies, you know. Well, I think that you just touched on and maybe we'll let me see what time it is. We could go on forever and ever and ever. We probably need to wrap it up a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, what you touched on was, you know, I think at the beginning, setting the tone matters so much. I mean, now we know, you and my husband were just talking about it the other day. Um, like, it, the way these babies are being imprinted, even in the womb, we have so much more information mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than we did even just 10 or 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so starting off their life, like they are like little sponges. They're mm -hmm. taking in everything and they take in so much energetically. Mm -hmm. So when you're not just empowering these people with, you know, knowledge, but you're also, you're providing all the support, but you're also like, like you come from such this, I could just feel it like this, this calm beautiful energy mm -hmm. right like you're doing this for all the right reasons and and so everybody feels that and I think probably everybody that works for you and you're selective you're like mm -hmm. I show up excellently and I'm going to make sure anybody that's a representative of the center also mm -hmm. is in alignment so then you go in and you share that with these families you help the moms and dads and you help them not to feel overwhelmed during such a crucial time but ultimately you're helping to shape all the little people, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because they get this start in life where mom and dad feel empowered and supported. And there's a calm, beautiful energy mm -hmm. in the household. Like that baby is being imprinted with that. Mm -hmm. And so like, this is, it's big. Like I'm mm -hmm. like, we're my brain, of course, cause I'm into the business thing too. And every one of my moms, like they're all like, you know, they came to me for parenting and now we're like, okay, so what businesses are you going to start? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, my brain's like, we need motherhood centers everywhere. Oh yeah. I mean, that would be my ultimate goal, you know, because I mean, if you think about it, every city needs motherhood center. One of the kind of the internal things too, is for me having a unbiased, non-judgmental support. Because we do have clients from all walks of mm. life, different parenting styles, different different things, and so that's been kind of one of the kind of challenges, you know, just being able to be kind of all encompassing and and just really support the the parents or the mom, whatever she is. Just when you said, sometimes I would rub the feet. Mm -hmm. That says it all mm -hmm. like anybody who cares enough about you to come and take care of you help take care of you when you're learning how to take care of your baby mm -hmm. and in wants to rub your feet mm -hmm. like that's pure love mm -hmm. you know and so i would think anybody that offers to do that or does that for mm -hmm. me i'm like i could tell you anything mm -hmm. right like you're not going to judge me mm -hmm, ever. Mm -hmm, it's pure mm -hmm, love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, yeah, no, I, I think it's all so good. Thank you thank so you. much. Do you have any, well, you. any extra anything? 
No, share? just kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do love what I do and, and if I could do more, I, I would do more. And, um, and I really, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful to, to my parents, um, you know, that they, they established that the foundation uh, they did for, for my sister and I. And, and you so know. lucky. I know we're all, I say it about my parents too. I'm like, you know what, if I hadn't had as much unconditional love as I had, mm -hmm. you know, I could focus on this should have been better. This should have been different. Mm -hmm. This should, but at the end of the day, I felt like when I walked into the room, you know, they, they, they were, their eyes lit up when they saw mm -hmm. me. And mm -hmm. I'm like, how lucky was I that mm -hmm. I received that message? Mm -hmm. Like all the, you know, chain smoking when we were all laying in bed and we were sandwiched in there, it was all worth it because at the end of the day, they had the main ingredient right. They mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. you know, they sent us the message. There was no one they wanted to be with more than their kids. It's funny that you say that because <laughs> that's kind of our joke because that's how it was, you know, it was all of our cousins and, you know, we are sitting in the living room yeah. watching the TV and it's kind of foggy because everybody's He's smoking. smoking. <laughs> I mean, it just, yeah. And so, yeah. I remember my mom being on bed rest with my sister. My sister's almost six years younger than me and she had lost a baby before mm -hmm. my sister. So she was literally in the bed and I would come home from kindergarten and my grandmother was there staying with us to help take care mm -hmm. of me and my brother. And, um, and her and my grandma would be in my mom's bedroom watching, I think, um, Days of Our Lives and um, watching Days of Our Lives. And I remember like sitting next to my mom and begging her to blow smoke rings in my face. She was on <laughs> bed rest. Uh -huh. I mean, it was just such a different time. Uh -huh. And it was uh -huh. like, and I remember I would ask her to blow the smoke rings so I could go, so I could put my mm -hmm. finger through the hole. Can you imagine doing it now? <laughs> no, uh, and I she'd probably be mortified that I was telling that story. So if you're watching this, sorry, mom. <laughs> anyway, thank yeah. you so much for being here. Thank you this for having awesome. me. Okay. Thank you. Bye guys. At Mastermind Parenting, we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. And if this sounds like something you want to learn more about, then I have a gift for you. You can grab a copy of my best-selling book, The Parent Gap. It's my signature recipe for raising confident and kind kids, even if you have a strong-willed one. So go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash book to get your free copy mailed directly to your doorstep.